0: Welcome to Negotiation with Alice, your Negotiation Podcast. I am here to answer all your questions about anything and everything negotiation-based. It can be about something with your children, your spouse, your friends, your colleagues, your family, your parents. Come on the show, ask me a question, and I will give you negotiation advice. Welcome to the show. I'm very excited to have Lloyd Kane with us today. Lloyd, can you introduce
1: yourself? Good morning, Alex. Yes, my name is Lloyd Kane, and I'm based in Cape Town, South Africa. I'm actually a business coach, and I work primarily with small to medium-sized enterprises, and I deal with small businesses that are willing to grow
0: and expand. Fabulous. And I believe you have sort of a workplace negotiation question for me today.
1: Yes, I do. So one of the things that I come into contact a lot with business owners is the negotiation they have to have with the employees. So there's a bit of conflict in the workplace. and especially now that we've moved out of the pandemic, there's a lot of businesses wanting to entice their staff back into work. So how does that negotiation work for a business owner to get their staff back into the office?
0: That is such a great question and it's something that I deal with on a regular basis. Workplace conflicts are pervasive and unfortunately normal. I would say that one of the best ways to approach any kind of workplace conflict is to first open up the conversation to hear the other side's perspective, like before you even launch into what it is that you want, right? Because if you show up as a business owner and you, and I come to you and I say, Lloyd, look, this is what I would like for you to be doing. This is what you're not doing. You need to improve. The first thing that's going to happen is you're going to feel defensive. When you start to feel defensive, your listening and your ability to hear me significantly decreases. And so what I want to do is I want to make sure that that doesn't happen. Because Uh it could be that you get defensive as soon as you walk into my office, right? And now I'm telling you all these wonderful things of where you need improvement, that you need to be showing up, that you need to be accountable. And it's falling literally on deaf ears. Mm -hmm. And so by inviting you in to a meeting and saying, Lloyd, talk to me a little bit about how the experience has been for you. I know that I've asked people to come back into the office. Tell me a little bit about how that's working for you. Where are the struggles and you know what is and what is not working for you? And you get that feedback first. Mm-hmm. So that's step one, okay? okay? Step two would be for me to repeat back everything I heard from you. And you do that strategically. There are two big reasons why you want to do that. Number one, you want the person to feel like they've been heard and acknowledged. Okay. Mm -hmm. The other thing is that you want to make sure that the communication actually happened correctly. So, yes. So frequently someone says something and you think you understand what they're saying, but you're actually misunderstanding them or not getting the whole message. And so by repeating everything back to them, and I don't mean shortcutting it. I mean, just talk about all the details that you just heard. You can Mm -hmm. confirm with them whether you received the entirety of the message.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. And then only then is it a good time to say, hey, let's talk about where I need you to perform. I hear what you're saying. I hear what your challenges are. Let's bring it so that we're both on the same side of the table. And we're going to problem solve together. Right? Because if you come in and I tell you what you need to fix, we are now across the table from each other. We're opposing each other. You're feeling like I'm against you. I'm feeling like you're against me. And now we have a problem. Right. But in order to reduce the conflict, if I listen to your side and I show that I understand your perspective first, it's a little bit easier for me to present my perspective because I'm basing it off of all the information I've just now gathered by asking you about your perspective. Right. Because I only have 50 percent of the perspective. If I show up, I only have my perspective, which is, oh, you haven't been doing your job. You're not showing up as much as you should be or what have you. Right. But I don't know what your side of the story is.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm.
0: So I want to hear your side of the story. That way I can present my side of the story appropriately based on all the information that I've gathered. I bring you to the same side of the table and now we can problem solve together to figure out how can we best move forward. I want you to succeed. I know that you want to succeed. I know you want to feel good as an employee here. And I want to make sure that you are hitting all the goals that you need to be hitting as an employee. If you've ever wondered, how do I get my spouse to do more of their share of the chores, or you figure, how can I convince them to go on this vacation? You're basically negotiating. So if you'd like to get better at negotiation so that you can have better outcomes in your life, please check out Alice's negotiation courses. You can find them at negotiation with negotiationwithalice.com. Please visit my website, come and join and be a part of our small group negotiation course, and I will get your negotiation chops a lot sharper. Then, finally, you can also implement at that stage what consequences would be coming down if they don't meet the agreed-upon goals. Now, a lot of people forget that piece of it. They say, okay, great. We have, we have not you know, we've had a discussion, you know what you have to do, go away. And then all of a sudden when things aren't happening, um, then the conflict starts to arise because now they're like, okay, well, we had this conversation with this employee. They're still not performing. Now I have to go do something like give them a performance improvement plan or fire them or verbal warnings. And what's going to happen is that because the expectation was not Put into place during that meeting, Mm -hmm. now you're going to have a very unhappy employee because we came to the table, we had a discussion, and I thought you were here as my boss to help me. And now you're telling me that I have to have a pip in place. Well, if you set the expectation in the meeting to say, if you don't meet these, we will have to give you a performance improvement plan or we will have to give you a written warning or a verbal warning. If you give them the proper expectations, then they will not be as upset when it happens.
1: Okay. No, Most, no. yes. Yeah, great. great. And I suppose, you know, even whether it's trying to get, staff members back into the office, or maybe even improve the hybrid scenario, the same approach can be applied.
0: Absolutely. You always, as a leader, want to hear what your people have to say before you lead them, because you want to get a temperature read on where everyone mm-hmm. is. You can't make the assumption that you know what everyone is thinking, because inadvertently there's going to be some sort of misalignment, right? Mm -hmm. And that's where the conflicts come up. So as long as you can set expectations for people and you can hear their side first, Mm -hmm. you'll be a long way ahead of the game than if you do not do that.
1: All right. No, that definitely makes sense. And I think one last little part to that is if we don't put those expectations in place in that first initial meeting, then – It almost feels as if the goalposts, sure. Yes. So, okay, just to clarify that.
0: Absolutely. So, you want to put the expectations in first. Most, I would say, the majority of conflict in this world is resulting from unmet expectations. And so, yes. And so what you want to do as much as possible is set the expectation so that everyone understands, right? So if the person is told, if you don't do X, Y, and Z, we're going to put a performance improvement plan in place. Then when it happens, they were expecting it. So they can't Mm. be as unhappy. Now, if they were never told that that is going to be a consequence and all of a sudden it shows up as a consequence then they're going to be upset. And as the employer, you're going to be standing there going, yeah, but you didn't do what I told you to do, so I don't understand why you're upset. It's not that because they've got the performance improvement plan. It's because this expectation was not set that that's what would happen.
1: So really at the end of the day, it's just having open clear lines of communication.
0: Absolutely. Two thumbs up on that. Thank (laughs) you. You are very welcome. And Lloyd, um, how can people get in touch with you if they like to work with you?
1: So people can get in touch with people can get in touch with me through LinkedIn. I've got all my contact details up there. Unfortunately, I'm still in the process of launching a website, so I'll have an update for that hopefully at the end of the year. I am pretty much that walking stereotype of the shoemaker. I make great shoes for other people, but for myself, <laughs> yeah, not happening. So. Right now, it's all on me, and well, I work
0: all the because- Okay, wonderful. Thank you so much for being on the show, Lloyd. Thank you for tuning in to Negotiation with Alice, your negotiation podcast. It's been a pleasure having you be part of the conversation. Please hit like, share, and subscribe, and we'll see you next time. If you enjoyed my podcast, Negotiation with Alice, and are interested in working with me to level up your negotiation, communication, and persuasion skills, please check out ShakinaNegotiationAcademy.com. That's Shakina, spelled S-H-I-K-I-N-A, NegotiationAcademy.com. See you on the next podcast.